Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. We're very happy to have you listening to us. Uh, I am Prue Warren, representing authors who are less experienced, and I'm very happy to have a co-host who is wiser than me, Meredith Bond. Good morning, Prue. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about whether authors should take advantage of a program on Amazon called Kindle Unlimited, which is abbreviated as KU, people always say KU, Kindle Unlimited, or should you turn away from that opportunity and see what else the world has to offer you? Uh, And as the author of only one book, the answer is different for me than it is for you, because you have- You will soon have three books. No, soon I'll have four. I'm producing Ooh. three in three months. September, October, November, I'm throwing out a book. I'm going to see if I can do it. That's so, brilliant. That is we'll fantastic. See. We'll see. Weren't you the one who told me that you did three books over three months and virtually nothing changed about your sales? Yes. Thanks. So that was encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay, well, talking about KU versus going wide, this really is sort of part of this is how do you maximize, how do you you finesse the Amazon algorithms so that they will love you and recommend you to people? And part of that, don't shake your head at me like you don't know the answer because I know you know more than me. Part of that is the decision of whether or not would you explain first what is KU? What is Kindle Unlimited? Okay. Kindle Unlimited is a program. I think it comes automatically if you have Prime, Amazon Prime, but I'm not sure. You may have to sign up for it. You do, you do because I Kindle have- Select. Um, and what it gives you is basically a subscription service to Amazon. So just like a library, you can go on with Amazon to download any book of your choosing for free. There may be a number, a limited number. You may be limited to 10 a month. You're limited to 10 a month, but if you turn, they, they say you're at, you're at your 10, you better turn something in. And I went, I had no idea I had, that was an option. So apparently, as long as you turn something in, you can keep going. You're only allowed 10 books out um, At a in a month. But I will say that the one thing that I think you haven't said is you can't download any book. No, it has download- to be books that are specifically enrolled in Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited, right. So you can't, you can't say, from now on, I read for $10 a month. What you can say to yourself is, from now on, I read a lot of books for $10 a month, but not all books. Right. So the advantages for readers are obvious because you get free books. You can try out new authors and you can try out new genres and it doesn't cost you anything more than 
the subscription money that you're paying already. For fast readers, this is a fantastic thing. For people who like to try out new things, this is a fantastic thing. For authors, it can be hit or miss because for an author's book to be in KU, it has to be exclusive to Amazon. That means you cannot sell it anywhere else. You can sell your print version elsewhere, but no ebook elsewhere. So this is exclusive for the ebook. Okay. Also, let me, let me, wait, yeah, okay. hang on, wait, let me, let me do a review because I have just recently been looking at my numbers for my, for my loan book for sitting with me in a buttercup. Uh, I have sold uh, 658 copies, 426 of them were on, oh no, that's wrong. This was the wrong piece of paper. Uh, of my 658, approximately 600 of them were on Amazon. Yes. So it's worth, if, if, if it comes to it, it, it would be, maybe worth it to me because everybody else sells fewer books than Amazon. I, I, I interrupt, wanted to give that, that sense of perspective. So Absolutely. Care. I was going to mention that as well. I'm glad you did. Because yes, for most authors, at least 80 to 90% of their sales are on Amazon. Absolutely. So yeah. giving up that other 10 or 15 or 20% of sales, which you get on other platforms, may not be worth it. I mean, but may very well be worth, it may be worth giving up those other platforms to sell mm -hmm. more on Amazon because you're already selling more on Amazon. Um, sure. Amazon is the big, this, Amazon is the gorilla in the room. And what, what, you know, if you, if you had to lose one, it shouldn't be Amazon. I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm distracted because now I'm on KDP and I'm, I'm doing the math on my, my loan book and I will actually have an actual number for me. Okay. Good. So anyway, um, uh, the other thing about being in KU for an author is that you're not paid the same way. Yeah. You are paid per page read. So every time somebody reads a page and flips to the next one, you get so much percentage of a penny. And every month it changes how much you're paid because they have one big pool of money from which they pay all KU authors. So there's different levels of what you get paid, aren't there? I mean, it's even worse than. No, than it's, that. A, it, it's, it's the, everybody gets paid the same level, the same amount, but the amount you get paid changes month by month. Um, incidentally, my answer was 591 of my books were sold on Amazon, leaving a whopping 67 sold somewhere else. 69. Uh, I think that there's a deal going on with really impressive authors where they get paid more on KU. I may have dreamed this, but I think there are two different rates. I think it's possible that um, if you're published by a big publishing house and you've negotiated a deal, I think if you go KU, you get more money. I have but not that, heard that. Okay. I'll, and if you haven't heard it, it's probably not true. And it probably doesn't matter for anybody who doesn't know what KU is because 
you're obviously not big enough to know, so it doesn't matter. The point is, you don't know how much money you're going to get paid. Yeah, that is the point. You don't know how much money you're going to get paid, and you don't know, and it changes every month. Changes every month. And it's based not on, I chose to read your book, but I chose to read your book, got 15 pages into it and wandered off to do the laundry. Um, And never picked it back up. Right. And Amazon is watching. It knows how many pages the readers have read, which is, let's go. It's creepy. Okay. I know I'm old, but it's creepy. That's creepy. So you don't get paid for your whole book. You only get paid for what people read. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this is what I, this is, this is my understanding, Meredith. You tell me if I'm wrong. If I have one book, it does me no good to offer it on KU uh, because even though I will get a fraction of monies uh, from it being read, the goal is to lure people in. And so yes. they will read my book. This Prue Warren, she's good. Turn to the next book, which costs $3.99, which is not registered in KU, and they'll pay $3.99. Right. So exactly. a person with one book, yeah. One book, don't bother with KU. Multiple books, maybe KU is the lead and you were looking for. Yes, it is. It is absolutely true. I'm trust trying to see if I can find what the the pot is this, this month, because I remember getting an email, but of course I can't find it. Anyway, yes. If you have multiple books, it makes much more sense to put the first one in KU, leave the other ones out. Or if you have more than one series, like I have a lot of series, and so I put a complete series into KU, hoping that readers would read that series, love my work, and then move on to other books that are not in KU. You've got a lot of books. That's impressive. So you would do an entire series. Instead of saying, here's the first book in my series, and then let them decide, oh, I need book two. Right. And how has that for you? You get a lot of downloads. Do people go for books two, three, four, five? Yeah, they do. And I should really experiment and more and see if I just put books like one and two. Because at this point, my Ladies Wagering Whist Society is the ninth book is about to be published on August 1st. And so I could put books one and two into KU and see if people are read through the rest of the series. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Uh the the when you if you have an entire series on KU, how many books is it? It's a four book series. It's my Merry Men series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well that makes that makes sense. I I have this fear that no matter how much someone loves the way I write, that they will eventually, you know, put down the third book or the fourth book and go, okay, you know, it's it's time for someone else. That was, was delicious but I've eaten all the ice cream I can eat. Now it's time for some salty potato chips. This is my nutritional advice to all listeners. Four major food groups, salty food, (laughs) sweet food, orange foods, and watermelon. I don't know. So I would worry about making an entire series a KU offering because they'd really, really have to love it to move on to other books. I want you to try doing just one and two. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And see what happens. A good idea. 
Um, right now, I have the first book in the series at 99 cents. But as we say, you know, very few sales happen at other retailers. How can you I have just, sense if it's in KU? Um, no, it's not in KU yet. But oh, if oh, I... Oh, wagering whist. This is not the Merry Men. Right. You have two series. Well, you have many more than two. But one series is the Ladies Wagering Whist Society. And the second series is... Tell me the name again. The Ladies Wagering Whist Society and the Merry Men. And that's at KU. That is at KU. All okay. four books. And it. let me tell you another advantage before we go on with this train yeah, yeah. of thought. Another advantage of KU is that they have special advertising opportunities that only exist for books in KU. Okay. Do you feel that they have been visibly successful for you? Yes. Okay. The All last right. time. Because I, I find ads on Amazon to be opaque. I have no idea if they're working or not. So you have, you've gotten more knowledge. The last time I, I interrupted you. That's okay. The last time I created, so there are two things that you can do for a book that's enrolled in KU. You can do what's called a countdown deal, which is where you have your book uh, at a lower price for four or five days. How can you have a book at a lower price if everything's free? Because not everybody is in select, not every reader can get select books, can get the KU books. So okay. for everyone who, who is a reader, then I can still buy your book for 99 cents. But if I was yeah. a KU reader, I'd get it for free. So when right. you enroll the book in KU, you still give it a regular price, but you know that you get paid differently if someone is a KU reader. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. The countdown deal is. Okay. So it's time-based. It gives you uh, four or five days at which your price is 70 is either free or a lower price. And I think you might actually get paid the higher price, the, the original price. Wow. Uh, yeah. Amazon chunks into their own profit. How's Bezos going to get into space if he continues to give you your regular price? I don't understand. So the royalty rate is retained at low. At lo the royalty rate is retained. So you will earn royalties based on your regular royalty rate and the promotional price. As a result, if you're using the 70% royalty option, I'm reading from their website, you'll earn 70% even if the price is below $2.99. Okay, but if you've placed it at free, seventy percent of free is still zip. Right. Uh, the minimum discount is a dollar. So if my book is two ninety nine, I can't. Or if my book is yeah two ninety nine, I can't put it at two dollars. It has to be at one ninety nine or ninety nine cents. Or free. Or um, I don't know if it's free. For free, what you can do is a free book promotion. And then you can set your book free for four or five days and it's free for everybody. And you advertise the hell out of it and sell or have people download your book for free billions of times. 
you know, as much advertising as, as you can get. So a few months ago, I set the fourth book in this series that I have on KU. I set the fourth book free, advertised the hell out of it. And the entire series sold tons. Why? Why did you do the fourth book and not the first book? So that people would want to buy the other books. (laughs) Yeah, but but, uh, is there a reason why you chose the fourth? I happen to like the fourth book. They're all <laughs> um, they're all standalone books, but they're they're interconnected. It's an interconnected series. It's not a continuing story series. So if you read, you can read the fourth book first, and then you want to know more about these other characters who clear who are in the book, and each of them have their own book. So you go back and you buy the other ones. That's and what people did when you say it worked. Can you, can you, will you share actual numbers? Like how many people downloaded that first free book? I'm also going to ask you how much you spent on the ads. So unless you don't want to tell, which I would understand. Just because um, I'm curious. I don't think I spent all that much, but hang on. Let me see. I'm looking see, at. This is going uh, to be a good example because you saying I don't spend all that much. My frame of reference is, mm, I don't know. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Oh, not all that much. Uh, for me, it means about a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars for over how many days? Over uh, two weeks. So, so like probably ten, three or four ads. Ten dollars a day. Except, you know, what I did was newsletter ads. Oh God! So what's I'm a sorry? newsletter ad? This is not an this is not an Amazon ad and given it to was you- an ad on one of those on a couple of those newsletters of books and free books that go out to people that people sign up for like bookbub right right i'm i'm happy with you on that but there are certain advertising opportunities available on amazon to people who are enrolled in ku who are selling their books at ku not oh on amazon why this very tape you just said that you said there are opportunities Oh, there are opportunities to put your books on sale, not to advertise. I mean, you can advertise through Amazon ads, but I don't, I don't do them. So I've written down only KU ads and that's wrong. It's only KU sale opportunities. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, thank God it's recorded. We'll go back and say, Prove you're an idiot. We know this. Know. Um, okay. So you did ads oh. in book reading newsletters. Yes. Yes. And approximately it worked out to be about $10 a day, although that's not the way it's not a per day price. It's not like an ad on Amazon or an ad on Facebook. You don't do a per day price. You just bought ads in various newsletters. Right. And because you had put your book on sale, what happened? There were over 2000 downloads. Of the free book. Wow. And 160 other books sold. Because that one book was free. The following month, not that month, but the following month, my my reads, the number of people who were reading the books in KU skyrocketed. Okay. Uh, give me a give me a ballpark for what skyrocketing means. Uh, in April that month, 
that I had the book for free, there mm-hmm. were approximately 6,000 pages read. Okay. Wow. In May, there were 18,000. <gasps> wow. So it went from six to 18,000. Triple. So you made the, f- okay. Um, let me walk through this. You made one of the books free for people. No, no. You yes. lowered the on the No, first I made the book free. So I made the fourth book in the series free for four days. And it's a book that's available in KU for free if you're a KU reader, but you also made it free for people who are not, who are not KU readers. Exactly. For four days, everybody could have that for free. And you advertise. You did not just do it and tell anybody. You advertise the hell out of it. Exactly. In those four days, 2,000 people downloaded the book. And that's not the KU people. That's readers okay. who are not in KU. Who are not in KU. And 160 of them liked it enough to move on to the next one and actually bought books. Yes. And the next month, people in KU tripled the page reads. Yes. Meredith, that seems like it would be very worth it to lower the price of your book for four days. To give your way your one book in a series that is in KU was definitely worth it. And at what point do you decide, like when I have four books out and mine are also a linked series, the secondary character in book one becomes the hero of book two. At what point do you say that's enough time attempting to sell books on Kobo and Apple and Barnes and Nobles? I'm, I'm, putting up the drawbridge and going purely Amazon. I'm doing KU. Is there a cutoff line? I, to be frank, don't know. Um, Don't know. know. But I would say if your sales have dropped everywhere else but Amazon and you're selling zero to two or three books a day, even possibly a week, then I would say it's worth it. Well, I, I am definitely leaning that way, given the percentage of books I'm already selling on Amazon. These other platforms are lackluster. I have three platforms that I'm going through the hassle of updating. Like I have now I've added here's a sneak, an exciting sneak peek of the second book in my series to the books that I'm selling. The, the books in the peanut butter cup has, now has a sneak peek of Dash. Mm-hmm. And I've had to upload that revised version of sin to 10 different sales platforms which is that's a lot kind of a pain in the butt and three of them have never sold a single one so there must be at some point when the naivete and the enthusiasm of a novice fades and you say look google play just ain't doing it for me i'm just not gonna buy right yeah how many platforms do you use? Do you sell all KU at this point? No, I have just the one series on KU. And so you sell elsewhere? I sell all of the rest of my books everywhere. And when you say everywhere? I mean, um, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Apple, Google Play. And uh, I have them on draft to digital which distributes to Baker & Taylor and all of the library websites. And I have them on 
StreetLip, which distributes to all of the European and Asian online bookstores all over the world. Uh, Smashwords and Publish Drive, neither of those? No, neither of those. I mean, I have them on Smashwords, but I don't, I've totally stopped looking at Smashwords because nothing sells on Smashwords. It hasn't for me either. Um, Smashwords is a complete dud. Maybe maybe it's working for someone. Publish Drive is the same. I've done nothing on Google Play, Smashwords, or Publish Drive, which makes me think either I need to stop doing it or I need to figure out how to advertise on those platforms. Um, but so far, Amazon is is the biggest. You know, I mean, that's that's where I would focus. But you still yes. sell sites. I do, and sometimes I do very well. I did very well on Barnes and Noble last month. And I did okay on, uh, kind of okay on Kobo, Kobo and even less so on Amazon, on Apple and Google Play. But I still have sales there. And so it's not 100% Amazon. 100% Amazon because they're too big. They're too damn big. They're too big. Yeah. And <sighs> there are readers who prefer to buy their books elsewhere. Who, who just for moral purposes refused to buy from Amazon. Yeah, yeah I, I feel that way myself. I was trying to upload the new version of Sin on Apple, and I have been, I've bought my books on Apple for years, but the platform is so obscure. that It's so hard for an author that now I have come to hate Apple, and I have been an Apple proselytizer since early days. And now I'm like, now I hate them. <laughs> Screw that. I'm not doing that anymore. But they're my second biggest. So (laughs) it's funny to growl. Can we go back? Um, I don't I don't want to bite off too big a chunk in the five minutes that we have left. Let's can you can you discuss briefly uh, scheduling releases rapidly, for example, September, October, November, and Mm -hmm. what Why one would do that? Okay, for a rapid release schedule, the reason is to keep, one, to keep readers engaged, actively engaged. So they read one book, they should be able to get to the end of that book and immediately pre-order the next book. Mm -hmm. And being able to do that, they're going to keep buying them. So for that reason, rapid release is really good. It also keeps the Amazon engine engaged. They see that you are releasing lots of books all at once. They will keep pushing your books to out in their emails. So that's the reason. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're pushing your books out in their emails. You, you surprised me with that phrase because I have you know i i think of amazon as as a malevolent genie sitting in a cave right they're magical to me they're not mm-hmm. it's not understandable so what i thought i was doing was impressing amazon so that when they showed a reader people who bought this also bought this right suggested right. for and the that that is has nothing to do with the speed at which you're releasing them that has to do with what who is looking at your book on the website. There is something though about uh, there's something that Amazon will give you 30 days, your first 30 days, 
you're more likely to get attention. So if you get a book released every month, then you stay up in the attention ranking for three right. months and one month. And, and, and it begins to have a multiplicative effect. Right. Which confuses me. But that's what I was going on. What emails are you seeing that Amazon is sending out? What emails? Don't you get emails from Amazon? After you've bought a book, you'll get an, or anything really, you'll get an email saying, we saw that you were looking at this. You might be interested in that. No, I may have turned that off. That probably annoyed me. <laughs> Every time I buy anything or even just look at something on Amazon, they will then email me like a day or two later saying that you might be interested in this. And so I, because of my formatting work, I will look at the my clients' books on Amazon in order to get the links to, to embed in the back of their books or something. And so I will get, you know, uh, they'll say, you were looking at Victoria Sacenti's books. You might be interested in these books. And they'll give me like two of her other books and two or three books in the same genre. So that's fascinating. Uh, I don't think I get those. And I'm glad because it would make me crazy, but it certainly is good to know they exist. So the premise is if I'm on a rapid release schedule and Amazon knows that's coming up, they are more likely to promote me in those emails. Right. Two people who have looked at other books similar to yours. Boy, that's interesting. And wouldn't it be interesting if you looked at my book and then two days later got an email saying, here's what else you should look at. Then you could call me up and tell me and I could look them up and see and think about keywords and what is it they're doing that I could do that would get me. Because clearly the Amazon people think that we're, we're, we are one. <laughs> all secret, all genies and caves. Can't tell what the hell's going on. It's it's masterful. You have been, as usual, an absolute font of knowledge, Meredith. Thank you. Uh, I have learned a great deal and am now really thinking about KU. Once I get that fourth book out, maybe I want to flip over and, and see if that works for me. Maybe in January. We'll talk again because if I can manage to do three books in three months, then we're going to have we're going to have some chats. We're going to have some have some discussions because I need more information. Uh, next week, you and I were hoping, I was hoping that you would discuss uh, multiple streams of income for freelancing. Oh, that's a great topic. All right. All right. All right. People who uh, need to make more money than they can as a, as a low-level author. Until you get huge, what are the other opportunities available? Is that is that what we'd be discussing? Uh, we would be discussing other opportunities, other things that you should be doing aside from just writing. Aha. Okay. I'm ready. If there's time to do something other than writing, my God. <laughs> I'm writing all week. I've written a book in a week. I've got two more chapters to go. You're incredible. Up. I know. I'm going. I'm like... My, all of my nerve endings are like sparking. I'm like, I'm not a normal human at the moment. I'm not normal. I'm absolutely. Ah. My kid I am up. just looking at Sin in the Peanut Butter Cup on Amazon. <laughs> yes. And? And I can buy 
for pre-order, pre-order, dash, dash, and the Moon Glow Mystic. That's right. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That opportunity is available on 10 damn different platforms. (laughs) This is very good. And I love the fact that you have priced it a dollar more than sin. I was told that. I know it required courage. It required a great deal of courage. But sin is my entry point, and now I have to be brave enough to put sin at two ninety nine, and the others are going to be at three ninety nine. And the hardback is at nine ninety nine, which seems like a shocking. That's <laughs> too much money for a hardback. That's how old I am. That's too much money for a hardback. But when I was doing sin, sin, sin's hardback has gone up too. I did sin for seven ninety nine because I was so sure that a first-time author should not charge anything more than that. My God, it would be an insult. And I was making on every sale three cents of that. Three, three cents. Now I'll be making almost a dollar on the sale of every artifact. All right. It's all eBooks. Meredith, as you can tell, I'm all jangled and all over the place. I'm going to take a deep cleansing breath. And then I'm going to hang up on you and write my last two chapters because... They're burning to come out of me. Ah, I'm sure. And you, Good luck with that. you don't have much to do. You're just going to move to Ukraine. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. So the next time we hear from you, it will be intercontinental. You'll be back to intercontinental. Yes, yes. And we're going to have to figure out the time difference once again because I will be seven hours ahead of you this time. Well, oh. uh, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it. I'm just warning you that the earlier the day gets, the stupider I am. But of course, for the purposes of this podcast, that's not such a bad thing for me to represent. <laughs> right? People like me who don't know what they're doing, if I'm stupid and say things like, I'm sorry, Mary, what is a book? Then you can you can, <laughs> you can lay it out for us. Oh, dear. All right, Meredith. Happy moving day. And I'll talk Thank to you, you next week. All right. Bye. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Thank you.